welcome to the Be Together podcast. We believe here that God did not desire for man to be alone. We are created with a need for companionship. So this gift has come to us through family and friends. Join me, Sarah, and my husband, Andrew, each week as we sit down with some of our favorite people and share our hearts on some fun and some difficult topics. Join us. Let's be together. Welcome back to the Be Together podcast. So glad you're listening today. Today we're going to um, have episode 10 coming at you, all about family traditions. But I want to say thank you to those of you who listened to episode 9, which was on marriage. Andrew and I talked about kind of five tips on how we try to keep a strong marriage. Um, Last time I checked, we have over 630 people who have listened to our nine episodes. So thank you to those of you that are listening. I hope you are being blessed um, by what you hear. So it's just me today, and I'm going to be talking to you guys about family traditions. I don't know about you, but I am a sucker for traditions. I love them of all kinds. Traditions with family, with friends. Um, I just love them. I think that they are comforting. I think that they are something to always get excited about and look forward to and something that you look back on and cherish. And so today I'm going to give you a little glimpse into some of my favorite family traditions. I'm also going to kind of talk to you about the importance and the value we can put in traditions and even a few tips on how to start some traditions. Um, I do want to say I was very much inspired to do an episode on this topic after reading a book called The Memory Making Mom by Jessica Smart, and that is with two T's. So it's called The Memory Making Mom by Jessica Smart, uh, Building Traditions That Breathe Life Into Your Home. It is an excellent book. It's a very fast read. Um, I would highly recommend it. So if you're someone who, after listening to this episode, wants to be more intentional about traditions, I would start with this book. Um, Even if you're past the age of having children in your home, one of the things that she is adamant about in this book is that it's never too late to start traditions. So even if you feel like your family is raised Um, or you have adult children, or you don't have children, there is still ways that you can implement traditions, whether it be with your extended family or also just with friends. And so even if you feel like it might be too late for you, I would still encourage this book. And um, for those of you that are in the thick of raising your families, this is just an excellent place to start um, when you're thinking about family and traditions. And her perspective is great. She gives ideas, she gives recipes in here, um, and she just gives a really, really solid perspective on the value of traditions. So anyway, it's called Memory Making Mom. It's by Jessica Smart, and that is smart with two T's. And after I read this book, which I got it for Christmas this past year, it just kind of reinvigorated my desire to always try to establish strong traditions with my family. So start there if you're trying to figure out a place to start and if this episode inspires you today. So let's take a minute and just kind of establish an understanding of what I mean exactly when I say traditions. So traditions are basically like a planned determination to remember, celebrate, and value what's important. So it is planned. It is supposed to be memorable and celebratory and focus on what is valued. And so we're going to kind of break that down. I hope that as you listen to this, you find yourself 
remembering some of the traditions in your family and friendships from years past. Um, Traditions offer a very comforting, memorable experience when you think back. Now, I realize fully that some of you have happy traditions and very fun memories um, of the past, and some of you don't have maybe a lot of traditional like memories because your family wasn't very traditional or uh, structured or stable. And if that's you, that's okay. Obviously, you can't go back and change that, but that doesn't determine the forecast for your family. So as you um, grow and you develop your own family structure, you have the power to have a planned determination to really celebrate and make memorable experiences for you and your kids or your siblings or your friends. And so I want to encourage you with that. But one of the reasons I love traditions so much is because they offer such comforting memories. And, you know, some of the traditions that I loved as a kid with different family celebrations, now I think back on those and I really just feel so comforted and I feel so happy when I think of them because there's family members in those memories that I can't spend time with anymore due to distance or due to the fact that some of them have passed away. Um, it just thinking back on some of those memories just offers me great comfort. I love talking about the past with my family and it's really interesting, which you never know what traditions your children are going to treasure for the rest of their lives or your siblings. You know, when, when we talk, I have um, three sisters that are living and a brother who's passed away. But when me and my sister sit around and talk, it's very interesting the memories that we each kind of hold on to and the things that they will say and the traditions they'll bring up where I'm like, oh, I forgot we used to always, you know, play with that toy at Christmas or we used to always put those decorations in that certain spot, you know, or whatever. It's just you never know what traditions or what memories a family member like your children or your siblings are going to latch on to. And so it's fun to sit down and to talk about them because I might not have some of those traditions and memories at the forefront of my mind, but as soon as my sibling or my mom or my cousin or whoever brings it up, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And so I just love that level of going back and, and talking and reminiscing about traditions because there are some that we truly cherish. Um, And it's also important to remember that like a lot of family traditions only last for a certain period of time. Um, And you don't always know when the tradition's going to end. You might not know when it's going to be, you know, the last family Christmas that everybody gets to travel to a certain location and be together before life circumstances might change that. Or you don't know, you know, how many years your family will actually get to do that family vacation in the summer at the same lake house or whatever. So um, you don't always know how long those traditions are going to get to last. And so it's important to just make the most of them while they're there and really value them because it might only be for a season. Like I remember a tradition that lasted for a very short time. I, when I was in middle school, I played softball and I played tournaments And my dad and I had a tradition every Sunday 
the tournaments were usually Saturdays and Sunday. Every Sunday we would go to the tournaments. We would go to Hardee's for breakfast, which I don't even eat Hardee's like ever anymore. I don't even know. Probably when I was with him and we did this was the last time I ever went to a Hardee's restaurant. But I remember that every Sunday before we'd go to the games, we would stop at Hardee's and get a breakfast. And um, it was a tradition and it only lasted for a short time in my life. But I remember it like vividly what I would order and like we would eat that every time. Um, you know, there was a period of time where my dad would take me and my sister or me and my brother to the races in the summer. We would drive to Iowa, which was like five hours away or four hours away. And we would stay there for the weekend and we get to go watch these races and then we'd come home and that didn't last my whole life. Eventually I got job and I got busy with other activities and I didn't get to do that, but that was a tradition for a short period of time. So we never know how long traditions are going to last. And I think it's amazing when I hear about families who have had like a certain family reunion that's happened for like the last 50 years. I'm just like, that's amazing. You know, that's awesome that it's that solid and that strong of a foundation that that tradition continues to live on. But we have to recognize that they're not always going to be like that. And so we have to cherish them for the time that we have them. And I don't think it's healthy to focus on that. Well, there's no point in doing that because pretty soon this is going to happen or that is going to happen. Um, I don't think it's healthy to let that mindset set in. We're establishing traditions or when traditions are just kind of organically developing based on circumstances, we should just be excited about that and cherish them. You know, traditions also remind us of what matters most and what we value, because especially as a parent that is implementing a tradition, it's not always easy, but it's worth it. Um, One thing that our family, me and my husband and my kids have established as a tradition is a family game night. It's not what you're thinking where you just get out board games. We have a one night a year. It's usually in the fall where we invite five or so other families to our house and they come over and we have minute to win it type games and we compete family to family through these games. We keep score and we have trophies. They're like traveling trophies that we give out. And I mean, that tradition, I don't know how long it's going to last. I think we've done it for six years. Um, it's focused on friendship. It's focused on community. It's focused on just having a fun, competitive spirit, but it's work. It is a lot of work. We have to clean out our garage and we have to reorganize things. We have to plan out the games and get supplies. And I mean, it's, it's, it's work, but it's worth it. You know, it's exciting and it's worth it. Some of you moms are thinking probably about holiday traditions, a lot of that tends to fall on moms and dads to make those traditions happen. And in the moment, it can be stressful or it can be a little bit overwhelming, but they're worth it because they help us refocus on what matters the most, which is generally like our core family values. And so I want to encourage you that if you're somebody who is dreading a certain event because of all the work that's involved, just remember the impact that's making on everyone involved. It's giving them those comforting memories and those um, strong bonds, and they're helping focus, refocus on what matters. And so that's the way I like to remember um, the purpose and the value of traditions. So let's take some time and talk about some different types of traditions. The ones that immediately pop up into most people's mind is probably holiday or birthday traditions. I want to say something here that might not be a popular opinion, but I think some of you listening might need to hear this. When it comes to holiday and birthday traditions, 
I think it's very important for each family, once a husband and a wife get married and become one and become a new family, I think it's really important for that family unit to establish their own holiday and birthday traditions. It gets a little difficult when a person transitions from being maybe a young adult to a you know, single adult to then a married adult on how those traditions develop. It can become hard when in-laws are involved and all of that, but it's really important for each family to kind of rewrite their own traditions. And it's hard at first. I know my husband and I, when we first got married, it took us some figuring out and it was hard, but it's really important to establish those traditions for your own family unit and for you and your spouse to be on the same page with that. So if you're someone who kind of dreads the holidays or birthdays or things like that because of how they're celebrated, you and your spouse really need to take time to talk about that and to kind of establish how your family is going to um, implement traditions over the holidays. It can be hard. Um, One thing that Andrew and I had to do and It is hard, but it was something that he and I made the decision very early on was Thanksgiving. Because I have family that lives three hours away, it it was impossible to go to both sides of the the family every year. It just, it was impossible and it was difficult and it was hard because we want to go to both sides every year for Thanksgiving and celebrate with his family and my family, but we couldn't. It was just impossible. It was a lot of being in the car. Um, a lot of stress, a lot of jumping from here to there and not really getting to be fully present with either family. And so early on in our marriage, we had to establish that it was going to be an every other year celebration. So one year we're with his family and we stay more local. And then the next year we travel and we go to my family. And it's a pattern that we've established. It's hard because there are years I don't see my parents and my siblings on Thanksgiving. But it was something that we had decided we had to do for our kids and our relationship to make it something memorable instead of stressful. And so that's just one example. I'm sure all of you can think of examples. Um, But sometimes it's painful to establish that tradition. But now my heart handles it a lot better because I just know, you know, on the years where I don't get to be with my family, we try to find other ways to celebrate Um, before or after. We have a lot of November and December birthdays in my family, so we find ways on a different weekend to still celebrate those birthdays and still spend time together and still value family, but it's just not on that traditional Thanksgiving day. And so holidays are something that can turn stressful so quickly, and I don't wish that upon you, and I don't wish that upon your children, because as I mentioned in the previous segment, you never know what traditions your children are going to treasure for the rest of their lives, and so putting importance on establishing those traditions can just be remarkable for their future, and for yours too. Um, So holidays are a really fun time to establish traditions. Um, It can be simple things like certain songs that you guys sing at certain holidays, or certain places that you visit, or even certain pictures that you take every year in front of a certain, you know, something like you go to a certain pumpkin patch every year and take pictures, you know, or whatever in the fall. 
it can, it doesn't have to be these big elaborate, you know, feasts or huge reunions or things like that. It can be small, simple things. Um, I know we have friends and one of their traditions is they get the family like matching pajamas every Christmas and they all wear their matching pajamas and take pictures. Um, it can just be simple things like that, the foods that you eat. Um, so I would just encourage you to analyze your holiday traditions and think about how they're focusing around what's valued. And if your family doesn't have holiday traditions, why not start some now? And it's okay to feel like you're unoriginal in your ideas because you will still take an idea, even if you've seen it somewhere else and make it your own with your own, you know, um, your own family members and dynamics of your family. And so the holidays are just a really easy time and fun time to implement traditions. And I'm sure most of your families already do. Um, some other though times or, or opportunities where you can implement traditions besides holidays and birthdays is um, some things like work traditions. Work traditions? What? And I'm talking in the context of family. Uh, maybe once a month you guys do a car wash where you guys wash all the cars and vacuum out all the cars or service the cars where you air up the tires or change the oil or something like that. That's work, things that need to be done, but maybe you do it as a family. Um, some other thoughts about work traditions could just be family cleaning days or um, baking days. Some people really have that gift of baking. And so, you know, some family traditions involve a lot of family recipes. And so taking time to work with your family members and teach them those recipes. Or if you're someone who doesn't have the recipes, but you want to learn them, reaching out to family members and saying like, I want to do some baking days together so I can learn how to make grandma's, you know, rolls or, um, you know, that chocolate cake that we have every year at Christmas or whatever. Um, so work traditions, so actual laboring together uh, can really build strong bonds. Also, sometimes taking those laboring moments and making them fun or silly um, or things will happen where you'll end up developing lots of inside jokes through those times can be truly um, just cherished moments, even though it's labor and work that's being done. Uh, meal and food traditions, which I kind of touched on a little bit already with the baking, but maybe you guys have a tradition or you develop a tradition of you know, providing food for families that are going through a hard time, like if they had a funeral, you know, going and providing food for those families during that time of loss, or maybe, you know, a time of celebration when they have a baby, you know, your family develops a tradition where you always make a meal and then deliver it to those families. Or, um, I don't know, even like themed food and meal nights in your home, like, you guys might have a taco Tuesday where, you know, every Tuesday you have tacos um, or, you know, we do a pizza and movie night a lot of times on the weekends. Usually it's Friday nights. We'll do pizza and movie night. And so my kids, my kids love that. They, they ask for it. <laughs> um, so they'll say, oh, it's, it's going to be Friday. Are we going to do pizza and a movie? So things like that. A lot of traditions can develop um, around meals and food. Another thought that I would like to encourage is the idea of a rest tradition. Um, or even to the extreme of a Sabbath where you completely rest. Um, but establishing a set-aside traditional time where your family recharges, um, where your family withdraws from all the inundating noise around you of TVs and video games and um, music and media and just kind of withdraws from that. Uh, and that could be something that you guys do like weekly 
or it could be something like seasonally or even yearly where you get away together and you unplug and you recharge. Uh, my parents have a lake house and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and there's not a lot of self-service. There's not a lot of TV channels. And so when our family lands there together, it is truly a time of connection a time of rest, a time of rejuvenation, a time of usually vitamin D, um, and just kind of cutting out a lot of the distraction and the outside noise. If your family doesn't have any types of traditions for rest or for that unplug or removal of noise, honestly, that is one that I value the most. And, um, I think that if you put some time and effort into making that happen, you will see great value. Now, depending on the age and the dynamics of your family, that can be kind of painful for some because we get used to our electronics, we get used to our texting, we get used to our connection, um, our sports updates or our video games. And to, so to say that you're going to withdraw from that can be really like shocking or painful for some family members, but if it's done in a way that is not looked upon as a punishment, but in a way that is looked upon as an opportunity for growth and for rest, I think families can really take that time and just grow a lot. And then the value really goes back into relationships and time spent together and that can strengthen bonds and it can encourage um, communication, which is a really important foundation in a family. So um, holiday traditions, I think a lot of us already probably have those. Think about work traditions where your family can actually take opportunities of work or labor and turn them into a tradition, into a um, just a family unit opportunity. Um, meal and food traditions are another great way to work on bonding as a family, but also establishing some rich, memorable traditions. And then, like I said, rest. Find a way for your family to have traditions where you unplug, where you withdraw, cut out the noise and focus on each other, communicating, resting, soaking in, you know, probably some vitamin D and um, some rest, because that's really important. And in those opportunities, I would hope and pray that your family could establish a pattern of family meetings. That is something that our family is trying, just starting to try uh, family meetings. You could do those weekly or monthly or whatever, but a time to sit down and to talk about what's going on within the home and also with activities outside the home. Prayer requests can be mentioned about time where you can actually stop and pray for each other and pray and, and thank God also to praise, go through praises of things that are going well. But um, that's something we're going to try. It kind of goes along with the rest tradition, but just establishing a pattern of family time is kind of our direction that we're going to take within that tradition of rest. And so hopefully I'll be able to update you on that. Um, as more episodes come out, but that's something we're trying uh, here in the near future. It's kind of a family meeting structure and prayer time structure, and you don't want it to feel super forced, but at the same time, you do have to kind of be intentional to like make it happen, and so 
it's kind of hard. I think that's how a lot of traditions are at first. They can almost feel weird, but then the memories start coming out of them and your kids start talking about them days after and months after and weeks after. And then the value starts to really shine through on why and what the purpose was. And so that's something that excites me when I think about traditions. So I would love to hear about some of your family traditions. When we post this um, on social media and on our platforms, it would warm my heart so much if you could reach out and share some of your favorite family traditions or some of the things that you're hoping to start with your family as traditions. So thank you for listening today. And again, I want to mention that A book that inspired this episode was The Memory-Making Mom by Jessica Smart. If you haven't read it and you're a mom who's wanting to put more intention on family traditions, I would highly recommend that book. It is a quick read and it just is inspiring. I've always valued traditions, but that book kind of just reinvigorated my love. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. I know this quarantine right now that we're in the midst of is really changing a lot of our lives. But what better time to start some family traditions? So thanks for listening. Please know that I am praying for our listeners. I do. I pray for you guys. And if there's anything specifically that you would like me to pray for, please reach out. You can message me through our social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email us at the letter B together podcast, all one word at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.